We want to welcome you today to the Blessing from the Valley podcast with your host, Pastor Mark Brandon. Join Pastor Brandon as he takes a new look at the old book, the Bible. Well, I am certainly delighted that you have joined us today for this episode of the Blessing from the Valley podcast. This is your host, Mark Brandon, today, and it is a joy hoping you are having a great day, and uh, we're hoping that we can say something today that might encourage you a little bit and uh, strengthen you uh, today, and we want to thank you for tuning in. If you've just uh, joined us for the first time, we welcome you. Hope the podcast will be a great encouragement to you. Uh, like it, share it, do whatever you want to do with it. Let folks know that there is a podcast out there that tries to be a blessing, hence the name, Blessing from the Valley. We're located, uh, our church is located in Lookout Valley. Uh, it's just right outside of the, uh, actually, Chattanooga exit right off of 24, a quaint little area here. We love our area. The older folks in this area called this place Tiftonia. Obviously, that's the name of our church, Tiftonia. But now it's kind of it kind of goes by Lookout Valley, and of course we're right here in the valley underneath Lookout Mountain. If you've ever if you've never been here and got up on top of Lookout Mountain, it's beautiful, beautiful. So I want to encourage you if you ever come by the Chattanooga area, come and see us at Tiftonia Baptist Church, five eighteen Browns Ferry Road. We'd love to have you, and I'll tell you like we normally tell folks, hey, we'll treat you so many ways you're bound to like one of them. And so come and see us. All right, I want to start a little series today, and I say little. It might take several episodes, um, just something that I want to deal with today in the next few episodes. And it's just been helpful to me to kind of deal with the series and just kind of cut it off and then go back again. Uh, different, th- Same thought, just uh, different principles uh, with new each episode. I want to read John, the uh, Gospel according to John chapter 13, and I want to just read two verses here. And I want to take the text. The Bible says, a new commandment I give unto you. Now notice, here's the commandment. The Lord is speaking to his disciples here. So from his heart to their heart. A new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. Notice verse 35. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples if you have love one to another. Now, I have a question. Is this really a new commandment? I mean, we know the Lord Jesus tells us that we're to love, but they've been told to love before. The disciples have. We've been told to love before. But it is a new commandment because they've never been told to love this way before. If you notice the words the Lord told them that they are to love one another as I have loved you, that makes it so much more powerful. And then he gives a qualifying statement at the end of that, and he says, this is how people will know that you are a disciple of mine. What does God say, how will people know that you're one of his, one of his disciples, someone that's following him? How will people know? Because you... Because you have a t-shirt, you know, hey, I'm a Jesus follower, I'm a Christian. You're going to post it up on Facebook and tell people that you're a Christian. Is that how God tells us to put it out on Facebook? We just tell people? No, no, listen, I'm not against either one of those things. I like t-shirts, and I think if you're going to use Facebook, you ought to use it for something good. But that's not what God says how people are going to know that you're one of his. You're following him. You're a Christian. You're a disciple. 
Here's how he says you'll know. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples. What? If you love one another. See, the proof that we are disciples is that we love one another, and not just that we love one another, but here is the kicker. He says, as I have loved you. Now, that's deep. That's powerful. That's a whole other level. So this is a new commandment that he's given his disciples. He said, no, I know I've told you to love one another before. The Ten Commandments even tells us we're to love. Notice this. He said, I want you to love as I have loved you. You know, Jesus said, because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold in Matthew chapter 24. You know, we live in a day where abounding iniquity and dwindling love. We live in that kind of day. It seems like iniquity is raising and love is dwindling. And even psychiatrists will tell you today that what people in this world need more than anything else is the ability to love and to be loved. Do you know what the world needs right now? Love, sweet love. We need agape love. We need to love others as Christ has loved us. Now, I know that's a tall tale. That's a tall, maybe a tall marker. But love is very hard. It's hard to explain, and it's really even harder to express, isn't it? Even romantic love sometimes is hard to express. But how much difficult is it to express the love of God when Jesus says this, a new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. Now, here's what's beautiful about this. Do you like examples? you like illustrations? There's an object lesson right here. There's a pattern for us right here in John chapter 13. Now, I'll turn there quickly. John chapter 13, verse 1 says this. Now, before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world unto the Father. Notice this, having loved his own, which were in the world, he loved them unto the very end. So the Bible tells us right here that he loved everyone all the way up to the very end of his sojourn here on earth. And he is still loving us, by the way. But then he gives them a commandment that they are to love one another even as he has loved them and here's what's beautiful about it. Now, sandwiched in between both of those statements, he tells his disciples that they are to love one another as he's loved them. And then at the very beginning of this chapter, he says he's loved them to the very end. Here's what's beautiful. Sandwiched right in the middle of this, the Lord Jesus took a towel and he washed his old dirty disciples' feet, which is the greatest illustration of the kind of love that he's talking about. So number one, we are to love one another. If we're going to love one another as Christ loved us, it's going to be a selfless love. See, in verse 4 and 5 of chapter 13, the Bible says the Lord Jesus rose up from supper, Jesus knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he, was, that he came from God and he went to God. He riseth from supper, laid aside his garment, took a towel, and girded himself. And after that, he poureth water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel wherewith he was girded. Now think about this. He began to wash his disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel. Washing feet of inferior, of inferior people. By the way, the Lord Jesus was God, 100% God, 100% man. 
He didn't have to worship. He didn't have to wash him men's feet. He was God. But I want you to notice how much he loved him. He rose from, he rose from supper and he started to wash your feet. Why? He was washing the feet of inferiors. You know why? It showed humility. Washing fishermen's feet shows love. Love is the foundation. God is love. And any good thing that we ever study begins in God's love and is made up of his love. We only learn true love from God. It's how we learn to love others. It's a selfless love. We live in such a selfish world. The reason we live in such a selfish world because we are a, a world void of God. People are trying to love people the best way they know how in their own human nature. They can do that but it's certainly not a divine love. We cannot learn to love others until we know God. We're talking about selfless love. Now, we live in a society that puts so much emphasis upon self. And by the way, I do that a lot too. Self-fulfillment, that's the age in which we live. But Jesus said no to self. He, he got up, did what, he, what no one else probably would have done, and he girded himself and he washed these disciples' feet. He laid aside his selfism. <laughs> he laid it aside. How much, how much would we be better off if we laid our selfism at the door that we might serve others? I'm talking about selfless love. We're to love one another with a selfless love. On the other hand, you can't have genuine love without genuine humility. The Bible says that real love seeketh not her own. That's in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the love chapter. So when we're all about ourselves, that's self-love. And I wish the word love wasn't even in that phrase. It wasn't even an ex expression because it isn't really true love at all. Self-love is not really love. Love, self-love is just simply that. It's pride. So we need to further break down, really, what is true humility? Because we're talking about self-love. If you think that real humility is just like going around saying that I'm no good and, you know, nobody loves me and, you know, I'm just a horrible person, then you've got that all wrong as well. Real humility is realizing that you are really something special in God and you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You're somebody to him. Don't insult the Lord who made you. And if he also has redeemed you, the Bible says you're the righteousness of God in Christ. You're a child of God, a royal blue blood, really, a son of heaven. You're a joint heir with Jesus Christ, the Bible says. So you need to understand who you are. Now, I think the apostle Paul said it best. He said, oh, wretched man that I am. <laughs> he realized who he was, but he didn't get in self-pity because he was always, you know, he realized he was old. He was an old uh, sinful man. He was an old wretched man, but because of God had redeemed him. And even though he knew that he had made some mistakes and he knew that he was human, he still realized he was something in God. So notice what the passage says in verse 3. The Bible says, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he was come from God, and he went to God. You see, you cannot have real humility until you know who you are. I'm not talking about being an egotist, you know, having a big ego or being an egotist. I'm not talking about that. The Bible says not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly. But how I think, how am I to think of myself? How are you to think of yourself? Now, the context of that is if we're going to love somebody and we're going to love as Christ loved, he knew who he was. And so we need to understand, we need to understand who we are, not in sinful exaggeration or false humiliation, but in a truthful estimation. What am I by the grace of God? I know I'm born of God. I know I'm going to go to God. I know who I am. You see, it's not until I know who I am 
that I no longer feel threatened and afraid to love others. Now get a hold of that. If I don't know who I am in Christ, then it's hard for me to humble myself because I'm afraid that I'm going to lose something. But if I know I have something and it's of God, then I can't lose it and I'm not at risk. See, I'm not jeopardizing myself to serve you. I'm not jeopardizing myself if I lay my life down to try to help somebody else. If I truly love them as Christ loved me, I don't have to earn approval or praise. I just simply have selfless love because my selfless love has nothing to do with who I am or being accepted. It's truly who I am. Get this, and I'll close this morning, today. Get this, real humility is not thinking lowly of yourself. Real humility is understanding what you are in Christ and therefore being free to serve and to love one another. Amen. We will continue this thought. Uh, the next time, God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening today. Our prayer is that this episode was a great encouragement to you, and we invite you to join us again next time for the blessing from the valley.